Welcome back to Relocast, Relocare professional podcast. My name is Dana Peek and I am the Managing Director of Relocare. I'm here with Tomas Zubek, our Senior Immigration Relocation Expert. Hi, Tomas. Hi. Today, we wish to tip you on what do you need to know when you are terminating your rent contract. So, Tomas, my first question will be, what actually do we need to know? So, firstly, you need to know that under local civil code, you are allowed to terminate the contract, and same as the owner, only under specific circumstances. This, of course, can be negotiated in the contract, and you and the owner can agree on any specifics you would like. So let's talk about the mandatory or the written down law. Firstly, the owner is allowed to terminate the contract from his side with a three months notice period if the tenant is breaching the contract in a gross way. That means, for example, if the tenant would be damaging the property in a gross manner. Uh, also, the landlord is allowed to terminate the contract if the tenant would be overdue with the rent for more than three months. Okay, so what happens uh, when the tenant wish to terminate the contract earlier than the finish date by agreement? Well, from the stand of view of civil code, the tenant can terminate the contract only again if the landlord would be breaching it or committing crimes against the tenant and so on. Otherwise, there is one escape clause in the local civil code which states that the tenant is allowed to terminate the contract at any time during the lease period with a three months notice in case that it would be unreasonable to ask him to continue with the lease. This might be situations such as if the tenant is being relocated to other country, if they lose their job, are switching cities, something like this. So if this happens to you, you are allowed to terminate the contract with three months notice period. So what happened actually if uh, I am the tenant and I found a better apartment, either cheaper, bigger, better location, then what, what can I do in order to terminate the contract? Well, there are several options. First one, please always check your contract. As we said, the legal requirements, these kind of provisions are of course negotiable and can be included in the contract. For example, your contract can state that you and the owner are allowed to terminate the contract with two free months notice without giving a reason. That's a possibility. But that's required actually both sides to agree. And there is a good chance the owner will not agree for that from beginning. There is a good chance. Then the best solution, if you find a cheaper, better apartment, is go approach the owner and agree with him on some reasonable arrangement to terminate it sooner. Without his agreement, unless the contract is stating it, you are not allowed to terminate the contract before the elapsed time. Well, it's a possibility maybe that the owner will agree that uh, the tenant can find a replacement. So somebody else will come and take over the contract. It's not very common, but this is possible, something that maybe the owner will agree. In our experience, it's uh, quite common that the owners are willing to proceed to agree on the termination and so on. It might have happened that the owner might say that you have a contract, you need to uphold it. So assuming that I'm uh, subleasing an apartment, what does it mean in terms of my termination or my risk when I'm signing a contract in this connection? Well, the sublease, uh, there's a little black hole in the local civil code. Because generally speaking, sublease does not provide the same protection or same level of protection to the tenant as does the lease agreement. 
firstly, it might be very possible if you're subleasing the apartment from uh, another tenant that if this lease agreement is terminated between the tenant and landlord, so is your sublease. This is why we especially do not recommend subleasing for families with children, because you can be day, day to day end up without your apartment. When you want to terminate your sublease from the point of your point of view, uh, you need to check the contract. The civil code does not specify any clauses regarding the termination of a sublease. So basically, if I'm subleasing, I don't have the same rights as a tenant has. That is unfortunately true. Okay, so we have to be maybe careful or consider our rights before we sign something uh, as such. So assuming I'm allowed to terminate the contract, let's say I'm relocating out of the country and I need to provide with the owner with the notes uh, of my termination, what is actually the regulation in that case or what you recommend us to do to make sure that the owner received the termination note. Firstly, the termination letter needs to be in written form and in not electronic one. And just an email termination is not enough. The best way is actually to deliver it to the owner personally and have it signed by him in front of you. In that way, with his signature and a date on this notice, you have the absolute certainty that everything is correct. This termination can be also sent via post and it's important again that it's delivered to the owner's right address. In this point, the date of delivery is the date either when it's uh, handed over by the postal service to the landlord or when he had the chance to pick it up. So mean, this means if the postman does not catches him personally, they will leave a notice in his post box and he will have 10 days to pick it up. But it is considered as a delivered on the first day when he had the chance to pick it up at the post office. Okay, but in, according to the law, basically the termination uh, action start or the count start from the first day of the month, right? So if I'm delivering the note on the 30th and the owner agree, then it will run basically from the first day of the month following exactly that means in practice just a scenario uh, you would meet up with the owner on the 15th of january you would both sign the termination letter the three months notice period starts running from the 1st of february it's always first day of the next month and this is the start of the running of the notice period date but if I decide to send the termination note through the registered uh, letter through the post office and I'm sending it on the 25th of the month, but the owner has 14 days to collect it and they are collecting it, let's say, on the 5th of February, then what happens when it, the count actually starts? Well, the count, uh, as we said, is starting from the date when he had the chance to pick it up. Please note that uh, if you give the letter to po registered post, they do not deliver on weekends. 
So it's also on state holidays. It's reasonable to have at least five, ten days before the month's end. And even this is a little risky process. Because the owner can in some cases, if he's going to be able to prove it, argue that he did not have the chance to pick it up at all because he was, for example, abroad. In this way, again, agreement or personal delivery is the best way. I believe that if the owner um, is expected not to sign it because he already informed you about it or you don't have a good relationship, it is necessary to do the uh, termination note by registered post rather than person. If the owner will not sign it, it, he or she can actually claim never receiving the note from beginning. It is very important if you send it via a registered post, please get the receipt from the post that you sent the package as your proof of sending the notice. Okay, so let's go forward. Uh, termination note was accepted, the period uh, passed, and now we're at the point of the handover back of the property. What happened actually if a tenant, for any reason, does not return the property on the date or the last date of the rent or the date agreed? Mm -hmm. Per local law, uh, when you do not return back the apartment as agreed, the owner is allowed to enter it and clear it up for you. They are allowed to take all of your stuff and obligated to put it on storage. If it's not picked up within 30 days, they can sell your property and reimburse or use the money for reimburse the cost of this process. Please note that even if you pick up your stuff from this storage, you are obligated to cover the cost of the storing, moving and all of the costs which are connected from you not doing your obligation. It's important as well that you have an evidence like a handover protocol which is very detailed and done professionally with all the details of the state of the properties. The photos, if you will take, will have an evidence of the state, or if there is any damage, you can actually show the owner later that it was not done by you, but you received the property or the equipment in this state. Please do the same when you hand over back the property, have a handover, and even everything is perfect and the owner is fine with the condition you return the property, ask the owner to sign that the property was returned in a good state. If you had any problem during your stay that some damage caused in the apartment not necessary by you, let's say a leak of water from the outside or in the bathroom, even if you didn't mind about this damage and you didn't want the owner to fix it, still you have to inform the owner about the situation. If this damage will increase to a serious problem, then the, the fixing it will be on you. Therefore, it's important you always inform the owner and send the evidence and let them decide if they would like to uh, fix it or not. Tomas, let's talk about the deposit now. What are we actually using it for? Well, the deposit, which you delivered to the owner in the beginning of the lease, can be used for covering for damages or for some undue payments on utilities or overpayments on, on that. Uh, the ideal situation, of course, is that none of your money deposited with the owner will be required to pay for anything. But if it does, please remember that the owner needs to prove any damage, any repair, any cost on electricity, water, heating with an actual proof. 
that means an invoice from a provider company, invoice from a construction work or something like this. Standardly, the most commonly, the deposit is being returned within 30 days. Even though it's not written anywhere in law, it's very good if you have such a condition in your contract. The 30 days are a very reasonable amount for the owner to evaluate, to make possible repairs, and to do the billing of the utilities. And what happens if the charges of the building, the cleaning of the building, the light of the building, and so on, which are running by the building committee and normally published once a year around April, May, is not ready? Let's say we are now in December and such calculation will not be provided before April following year, then how actually we settle this with the owner? What are the fees to charge? Mm-hmm. This is a very good question. It happens every now and then. In this case, we recommend to agree with the owner that you would cover the last year balance, which is going to be more or less for the year that you've been using the apartment, for example, and add some 5-10% on top so the owner is comfortable to settling this matter without actually having the invoice for it. And the other option probably will be that uh, the owner, if not agreeing to the 10%, will keep, let's say, few thousands of crowns for until the, the period of the balance will be issued and then return the rest of the deposit. And then what happened, Tomas, if the owner is not returning the deposit at all? Uh, he has an obligation to return it. If he does not, please proceed with a kind communication with him agreeing on everything without involving lawyers. It might come to the point where the owner is not responding, trying to hold on this deposit and so on. At this point, you have a legal right to get it back. And if he does not respond, please involve a lawyer. Well, taking the owner to court might take a few years and it's not going even to cover um, the whole procedure with the lawyer and the court. So probably recommended that you will not get there. So try to really find a way, if possible, and if the owner is properly communicating ethical and fair enough. Generally saying, you know, over 12 years of experience in this field, I must say that my experience with the owner in the Czech Republic has been good in general. They are ethical, they are fair, and uh, they tend to listen to the advice of the professional, other the real estate agents or a relocation company or such um, professional that comes even from the tenant side. And an experience as we are uh, with the negotiation possibilities over the years, we still have some bad stories uh, with owners that in fact uh, were not willing to as much negotiate That probably will be a case when one owner who was over 70 was climbing on a ladder to go up on the cupboard, which was at the entrance uh, hall of the apartment, checking if the top, 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 almost ceiling cupboard has uh, some uh, dust on it, checking with his finger. The same owner also went on the back of a heater uh, in the bathroom, checking if there is some dust there or complain that the windows were not clean, although they were done by a professional cleaning two days before because they still carry two days of dust on them. We also have 
cases, for example, when there was a damage on the floor, but the owner was um, holding a deposit of 250,000 crowns for this property because it was expensive one. But he thought that it's actually worth of half a million and called uh, to the president of that international company at their headquarters uh, to say that the tenant actually was a CEO of the company in the Czech Republic, that was actually quite embarrassing. However, the owner never uh, got to the president, the assistant of the president did not allow him uh, to, to come through. So maybe the last thing we should uh, talk about is that our last tip, uh, Thomas, will be about the automatic renewal. So is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? How, how to look at it? Well, the automatic renewal clause might be good and bad thing, depending on how responsible you are, actually. This clause in a civil code states that when the, termin when the lease period ends and you are still living in the apartment for three months and the owner does not inform you that he wants you to hand back the apartment, you are still paying the, for the rent. The lease contract automatically renews for the same duration it was signed before, maximum but for the two years period. This might be your security if you forget to prolong your contract. On the other hand, if you're just living there and planning to leave in a couple of months, the owner might ask you to continue the contract for the additional two years. So will you recommend to have a different agreement or keep this in the contract? I would actually recommend, because this is strictly stated by civil code, to include in the initial contract that both parties exclude this option and just keep track of, on the duration of your lease. And this is allowed because the law says that there is an automatic renewal. So can we actually write on the contract something which is not going aligned with the, with the law? Mm -hmm. Generally speaking, the whole civil code, not just the rental part section, can be agreed by between the parties, unless the civil code says, says that any provision cannot be agreed otherwise. This is, for example, the, in the rent part section, is that the parties cannot agree on anything that would be diminishing the rights of the tenants. But anything else can be agreed. Okay, Tomasz, thank you very much for your last words on it. We hope that you enjoy the podcast and learn something new and that will also help you in the future. So we hope to hear from you on our comments if you want to share with us and um, see you very soon in our next podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and stay safe.